I spent the last 10 years teaching corporate America leadership and teamwork. Now, I've left my 9 to 5 job to help as many people as possible become leaders in their work and personal lives. Some say leaders are born, but I say they're built. This podcast is the beginning of my mission to create change on a massive scale. Join me and follow along as we explore leadership, teamwork, and growth together. My name is Brian Rollo, and this is Lead with Impact. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Brian Rollo, and I am happy to have you with me today. Thanks for coming along on the journey. About 10 years ago or so, I took a family vacation. It was one of those vacations where you go down with all the extended family to a place where you don't usually go to and everybody who you see maybe once in a while all lives together. I think there was maybe 10 or 15 of us, which could be really fun but really challenging too if you've been in those kinds of situations. But it was a great vacation. We all decided that we would go to this little town on the coast in Mexico. And at that time, I'd never been to Mexico before, so it was totally new for me. And we did not stay at a resort or anything of that nature. We weren't even necessarily in a real tourist area. We rented a house, and we lived in the town along with the local residents. And that was our vacation. So we really got to be immersed in that culture. We would walk down to the beach. We'd walk down to the local store. We'd walk to a restaurant. We lived sort of like the locals did for a couple of weeks, which was so eye-opening and so valuable for me. And there's one thing that happened to me along the way that really is a memory that keeps coming back to me. At one point in the trip, I and some friends decided we wanted to rent some jet skis and go out on the ocean. And so that's what we did. We went down to one of those little local companies on the beach, and they rented us the jet skis, and we took off out and took off out into the ocean. And we were having a great time. We were jumping over waves, and they told us not to get too far from shore, but of course we got a little bit excited, and we probably went further than we should have gone out from shore. And just as I'm having the best time ever, my engine dies, and the jet ski just stops. And as much as I would try to turn it over, no power, no anything. Unable to move. Now, my friends pulled up and they sort of tried to help from their jet skis, but there was really nothing they could do. Their jet skis were working just fine. And so they decided the only thing they could do is to go back to the shore and get help. Which seemed like a great idea at the time until they both left me. And I was sort of out in the ocean on my own uncomfortably far from shore, going up and down on the waves, just waiting for a whale or something to surface and knock me over. Uh, Those are the kind of things that go through your head, at least went through my head when you're out there by yourself. And after an uncomfortably long time, at least it seemed to me, they came back with someone from the jet ski company. He was on his own jet ski. He pulled up next to me and he starts yelling instructions at me, apparently on how to fix my jet ski. The only problem was we were in Mexico and he was yelling at me, of course, in Spanish. And I know a little Spanish, but I'm certainly not what I would call conversationally fluent, especially in a situation of high stress when you're out in the ocean and there's noise and waves and uh, trying to figure out exactly what is going on. So 
he kept yelling at me as to what to do and tried to give me hand gestures as to what I should be doing to fix the jet ski. And I had no idea what he was talking about. And I would throw my hands up in the air and he would get more and more frustrated and yell at me. And I'd get more and more frustrated and yell back, I don't know what you're talking about. And I remember his face getting so red. And finally, this sort of look of anger, he gets a rope out of his jet ski and ties it around mine and tows me back to shore slowly. So it all worked out. But it wasn't without some stress and anxiety and some discomfort. And so I think of that when I think about our workplace cultures and how sometimes that can happen to us. We can end up talking to each other and not understanding what each other is saying and getting more and more frustrated because we have different ways of communicating, different visions, and it can lead to divisions and it can lead to an unhealthy workplace culture. So I wanted to talk about that just a little bit today. Now, when I say workplace culture, people sometimes ask me, what exactly do you mean? And I'm going to give you the official definition. The official definition is you should think of it as the shared beliefs, standards, values, and procedures of a company and its employees. And it can be seen in how team members deal with customers, how they deal with each other, and how they talk about and live the company's vision, mission, and goals. That's the official definition, sort of corporate, maybe a little boring, but that's the definition. But I think it goes beyond that. I think it's something you can feel. I think we've all walked into places of business and had a happy feel, a welcoming feel, like this is the kind of place I'd sort of like to hang out. And we've probably walked into places of business and got the opposite feel, a little bit cold, a little bit unwelcoming, a little bit like I want to get out of here. And you know what? We might have worked in places like both of those two. That is corporate culture. At its simplest, rawest form, you can feel it. Even more than you can define it. And it's sort of funny because we would all like to work at places with great cultures. But a lot of us don't. And if we're leaders, which probably a lot of us on this podcast are, or want to get better at, we all would like to create good cultures, but a lot of us haven't yet. Or we haven't at least optimized them to the point where they could be. And the problem is we tend to think about culture as fixed, good or bad. Good culture, bad culture. But it's not quite that simple. There's all sorts of different types of cultures. In fact, there's 12 different ones we're going to talk about at some point. And you could think of them almost as like our personalities. We all have strengths and weaknesses. We all have things we're really good at. And we all have certain situations or emotions that if we let them get the best of us can bring out the worst in us. And our workplace cultures can be like that too. With any culture, there's going to be strengths and there's going to be weaknesses. And if we let those weaknesses or we might call them shadow traits take over, the worst of us starts to come out. And workplace culture starts to suffer. So what I realized at one point, and what I hope you take away from this, is that culture is a business objective. And if you're really serious about it, it takes an investment in time and resources, but it can be built. And the first thing you want to think about is how to assess your current culture. So there's some questions you can ask that'll tell you a lot about your current workplace culture. I'll give you a couple of them. 
here's a really good one. What's really important to the company? What's really important to the company? Now, we all know what a company says. Every company that's ever existed has said it's got a great culture, has said it treats its customers well. We invest in marketing and things like that to put that message out there. Every company does that. But again, what's really important to the company? How can you measure that? I'll give you a simple way to measure it. Who gets promoted? Who gets fired? Who's stuck in their position for life? Who fits in and who doesn't fit in? And what types of behavior are rewarded and punished? If you start answering those questions, you will start to get a real idea of where the workplace culture is. And again, I say really because some of the companies who have had the worst workplace cultures have the nicest, most beautiful mission statements and goals. And they will tell the world they are the happiest place south of Disney World. <laughs> but when you look at what's really happening, it doesn't quite measure up. If you go back into far enough to remember Enron, they had a great mission statement, but they were doing horrible things behind the scenes. And that's an extreme example. Today, there can be, can be lots of companies, again, who have great goals, and they say great things are happening, but in reality, it doesn't quite match up to that when you go look at this. For instance, if you've got a company that says work-life balance is important to us, that our team members are important to us, is that true? Well, let's go back and ask, answer the questions. Who gets promoted? Who gets fired? Who's stuck in their position for life? If a company, for instance, says that work-life balance is promoted or is important to them, but all they do is promote people who work obsessively and punish those who maybe have more of a work-life balance, is it really important to them? And what types of behavior are rewarded and punished? A big one I see sometimes is a company says team is important to us. Team is what we're all about. We work together. But sometimes good team members who sacrifice themselves to help others aren't rewarded. It's the individual producers who get rewarded. So everybody gets mixed messages as to what's really important. So the good news is you can fix any of this. No matter if it's the worst culture around, no matter if everybody is totally disengaged, you can fix it. And we'll talk about examples later on. It can be done. But you need a plan. You just need a plan to set out. And again, you have to be able to commit time and resources to it like any other business objective. Now, a word of warning. When you do this, you have to be ready for conflict. Because no matter how bad the workplace culture is, there's a group of people who like it that way. And any effort to change is going to run into pushback. So you have to be ready for that, prepared for that too. But it's all part of the planning phase. What I want you to take away from this is any culture can be transformed if you're willing to put in the work. You can take a struggling culture to really good and you can take a good culture to great. Totally possible. Totally doable. We'll figure it out together. 
I want to leave you with a quote. I love this. This is from John Mackey, the CEO of Whole Foods Market. He says this, If you are lucky enough to be someone's employer, then you have a moral obligation to make sure people look forward to coming to work in the morning. I believe that 100%, and I believe when you fulfill that obligation, life gets better for everybody. That's it for me today. I appreciate you coming along for the ride. You can find me at www.brianrollo.com. Email me at brian at brianrollo.com. If you found me on iTunes or Google Play, leave us a review if you could and a rating. That would be super helpful. Again, I appreciate it. Go out there, have an impact, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.